Welcome to the Book Squad Podcast. 94% bookish banter, 6% shenanigans. From Lawrence Public Librarians, Kate Gramlich and Polly Kim. All right, well, we are recording. Yes. Okay. Go. Go. Hi. Oh. <laughs> It's the worst. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you? I am okay. Good. <laughs> Looking I'm hot. Okay. Uh, okay. What, what are we at today? Well, we've got. Let's see. Last time was a romance, fo- mm-hmm. like a genre focused one, and so now we've got our. Um, she said. She said. Now we're going to uh, talk about a book. Stuff going on. We are going to talk mm-hmm. about a book. Surprise. Uh-huh. Something new. A book. <laughs> um, uh, First, though, I don't have any bookish news. I don't. I don't know that you do either. It's just <laughs> do boop. Gone. Uh, I don't know. Good. Uh, as I was getting in the elevator to come down, I mm-hmm. had this. I was like, "Didn't I see a thing about a book doing mm, probably, a thing? Probably, probably. <laughs> no, you, you saw a thing about a book doing a thing, doing a thing. But I don't know. This just in. A thing. A book <laughs> about doing a thing. About a book. So let's just not worry about it this cool. time. Cool. There's no news in the world. Good. Not today. Not today, Junior. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, then we'll just skip right all along. Yeah. To let's two just book minimum. Two book minimum. Let's not worry about it. Let's not. People can Google. You could go look at your own news. <laughs> just googlenews.com. Okay. <laughs> but if something big is happening... We'll put it in the links. Yeah, we'll figure it out. <laughs> Something about a thing. Okay. All right. Do you want me to go first or do you want to? Yeah. Why don't okay. you go first? Well. I'm excited um, about one of these here. Good. Okay. Not the other one, though. Um, so, actually, I mean, I guess this is sort of news. This is, it. I, hopefully it's not going to become my new thing where I, one of my two book minimums is about an author who just died. Oh. Um, Paula Marshall. Mm-hmm. Um, she was born in 1929, and she died um, just a couple weeks ago on the 12th of August, mm-hmm. and she was 90. Good work mm-hmm. getting the, to there. Um, she, I had not ever read any of her other stuff, but I read Brown Girl, Brownstones. Um, according to the internet, it was four years ago. Mm. Um, and it's one of those books where I don't remember, like, speci- well, it's going to be like any book. I don't remember specifics. But I do remember just how much I loved it and mm. I love the experience of reading it. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to grab um, – I actually grabbed my own copy um, and brought it in. So Paula Marshall um, – the author and uh, Celine, the main character, both are um, daughters of immigrants from Barbados. And um, I'm going to guess, let's see, um, I think in the book, Celine, um, I don't remember if she was also born in Barbados or not, but um, I know Paula Marshall was actually just born in Brooklyn and lived in Brooklyn. Um, both take place in Brooklyn, and um, it's a coming-of-age story uh, about um, a girl whose parents, like, their mom pretty much just wants to stay in Brooklyn and, like, live the American life, and she wants to, like, buy a house and do all these sorts of things and, you know, do the quote-unquote dream. Mm -hmm. But her dad really just wants to return home. Um, And so she's just caught in this struggle because she kind of sees both sides, and she likes her life. Um, And um, 
yeah, so it's it's really beautiful. The thing that I really loved about it was that um, it's written a lot in dialect with the, with the parents, mm-hmm. especially, and mm-hmm. her other family members. Um, and so you really – it's one of those books where you really hear the characters talking, mm-hmm. and I think she does an amazing job um, of doing that. Do you know it, if this is an audiobook? Oh, <sighs> I don't know, but I will check. Yeah, that that's would a be, good question. Awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it was written in '59, and then um, I I think I read the more re-released version that came out sometime in the early 2000s. Um, but I will look into that. Okay. Um, I know that Paula Marshall she won the William MacArthur Fellowship when she was 63, which is pretty. Oh wow, badass. Mm-hmm. Um, But, uh, yeah, I loved it. There's a quote that I thought you might like. Um, Okay. So she says, uh, she was glad to be alone in the library. She had found a place behind the stacks on the balcony where she could read undisturbed. The sun always slanted through the high windows, stirring the dust and laying a yellow finger across the page. But she never noticed it. It was as non-existent as the mother's bow and her own suppressed anxiety during those hours. Only the words and the scenes they shaped existed. Ooh. Beautiful. You know I, I like know. that. Except nice. for I would totally notice the sun. Yeah. Because <laughs> it would just, you'd just be like, this is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I. This makes me want to reread it, though, because I, I heard about her um, passing. And uh, and then I was kind of looking up some other things that she'd written. And um, I would like to get back into this so oh that's awesome yes uh and then my other book is not at all like that at all um (laughs) it is the enneagram made easy discover the nine types of people because there are only nine oh yes well okay i'm everyone is talking about enneagrams all the time and i'm like have you taken it no, I just nod because I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I sort of know what it is. So I'm like, oh, oh yeah. sure, sure, sure. But I don't really it's a, know what it's it is. Like, mm. so, I lied. Okay. With well, that's face. okay. I, I lied with that. my nodding. I <laughs> nod and lie all the time. Um, mm-hmm. So it's basically, let's see, its exact origin is not known. Oh, wait, I should say that. Enneagram Made easily, Made Easy by Renee Barron and Elizabeth Wagel. Wagel, I'm not sure. Um it's supposed to be taught orally in secret Sufi brotherhoods in the Middle East, which oh. is fascinating. Um, and then it arrived in the United States in the 1960s. Uh, it's pronounced Enneagram, any. Um, and let's see. So I'm just going to give you this whole breakdown here. Um, it's a. It's represented by a circle containing nine pointed star, a nine pointed star-like shape. Ennea in Greek uh, is the number nine, and gram means a drawing, so the drawing mm-hmm. of nine points. Mm-hmm. Um, blah blah blah. Uh, <laughs> so I like read the book. This. I like I like the enneagram. Mm-hmm. I like any personality test. I just really I just it's a I don't know if that's a personality type. I just love personality <laughs> tests, but that's the <laughs> that's one I the have. Tenth that's secret. the one I have. Yeah, it's a tenth secret point. This one's cu- it's a cute book though because it's got cartoons oh. and it's got little checklists and it's really got um, it's like fun. Um, and not kind of just the dry, like, mm-hmm. uh, okay. This. So, do you already know? I know what I these, am. Do you already know what, what you I are? Am? Are uh, we the same one? No, I don't think so. Okay. I know I am the helper, the number two. I am a number two. <laughs> um, and, mm-hmm. but basically, we're just, okay, like, depending on whose description you're reading, we are like wimps who need approval. Sure. Yeah, maybe so. But also very <laughs> uh, 
mm. helpful and good at making people feel comfortable and um I don't know, we like being so, needed and, and does stuff. this have a, maybe I've seen this online, like you take it, if you yeah. take it online, yeah. it like does a thing where it shows you like you're so far out on the point. That's a different, I think oh, that's a different one. Okay. I do love that one though, too. Where you're. I love a multi-layer because it, yeah, personality you're, test. I mean, obviously yeah, you're a you're bunch be a lot of different of things. things. Yeah. But apparently with this, you can have wings. So like on that nine pointed thing, like you can. Be a two with a, but you lean more towards a three or a one or whatever oh, okay. on either side. Okay. Um, but yeah, this uh, it's a little. Uh, I'll definitely take that. I know it. You can. T- I can tell that it really that I think it is describing me because I'm taking everything very personally, <laughs> and I'm like, oh well, okay then you are yourself. Um, and it gives mm-hmm. like things twos would never dream of doing, refusing to smile at anyone for a month. So true. I would hmm. never. I would never. I know. Um, I am very close friends with a five mm-hmm. who is more. We are like the opposites. Like, five, what's, the, what's the five? The five is. Um, we should just do this. For I know. Episode. For the whole thing. The five is the observer. Mm. And they're like, um, they don't want to be social. They are kind of more like, let me see. Um, they are kind of close guarded and, um, very okay with just being by themselves, mm-hmm. um, and prefers being by themselves mm-hmm. and, but also tr- kind of is a bit of a know-it-all. Um, and, uh, I might, I don't know though. Know You're not. Five. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I think you're married to a five. I think I might be married to exactly. a five. Exactly. He's not a terrible know-it-all. But no, but he does know a lot. He does actually he know t- a yeah, lot. Yeah, he really does know a lot. No, I was thinking about Kevin when I was like, okay, well, the five is going to describe Kevin. Mm-hmm. Um, well, which would make sense if I'm closer, if I'm sort of a two. Yeah. I don't know, though. I think sure. you might be, I don't know, I want We're you to opposites. take this test. But there's a lot, because like, so there's okay. the helper or the perfectionist. Okay. The helper, the achiever, also you. Mm. The romantic, also, also you. you. The observer, the questioner, the adventurer, I'm the asserter, the peacemaker. <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. I want you to take this. The yeah. yeah. Okay. It's on you. <laughs> yeah. It's fun, though. I want to, okay, after this, we're just going to have Polly take this test. And All then right. if anybody else wants to tell us what your Enneagram type is. Let us know. Yeah. But this is a this is the most fun book I could find on the subject. I'm super um, interested in that because that's one of the things that actually is recommended. I just, you know, went to a writing mm-hmm. conference oh, and on getting um, to know your character. Yeah. And yeah. so like it's recommend like there are Ooh, a yeah, couple yeah, different yeah, yeah. like really fun things. Like, yeah. you know, um, you just pick their birthday out of a hat uh, and then they are whatever their star sign is and you yes. have to use <laughs> the, you know Have you seen the um you have to use your, the star signs? Like your, it's like your day of birth. Like there's this whole book where it goes through every single day of the year and supposedly oh. what each person is like based on their exact day of birth. Really? Mm. Yeah. So that would be fun too. Mm. Oh man. I just want to write characters, but not any plot. It's pretty much like how I like to play right. Sims. We could co-write and you could just write oh, I'll characters just write up the people and, and I'll make them do things. Make them do things. Yeah. That sounds great. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, and I was going to say a shout out to Molly in Info Services because I took a peek at her upcoming blog and she talked about the Enneagram. And so then I was like, oh, Ooh. I need to, I need cool, to check cool. that out. So thanks, Molly. All right. All right. What's yours? Well, I have um, two books. One 
The first one I will talk about is, um, because I actually read the whole book, is Good Talk by Mira Jacob. Mm. So, um, What else is she? Um, the other book that she wrote is, the name is flying out of my head, but it'll be right here. Um, Sleepwalker's Guide, The Sleepwalker's Guide to Dancing. Oh, yeah, because every time I shelved that, I was like, what a neat yeah. book title. No, and it's, um, look, it won some awards and stuff. But mm-hmm. um, so this is uh, her graphic novel. Mm. It's so, it's big. so, so good. Yes, but like you literally can read it. Oh, wow. And I think I read it in an hour or so, nice. but then you'll want to go right back and reread it again. So um, it's so good, uh, especially like don't get freaked out if you think you don't like graphic novels mm. because I think type. you will like this one. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's about it's about Mira and, and her son is how it starts out. And they're talking about Michael Jackson. Her son like mm. becomes obsessed with Michael Jackson mm-hmm. and... Um, She's married. She is Indian from a Christian sect mm. of Indians. Mm. Um, and her family moved here to New Mexico mm. in the 60s. Um, they were like, I think she said, like, we're like the only the third. I don't remember. It was like, we're the third, like, me- our third Indian family to move to New Mexico I would guess. or something. So, yeah. Um, and so um, she grew up there. And moved to New York, and then she ended up marrying a Jewish man, mm-hmm. and so um, their son is is Indian and white, and so mm-hmm. you know he's different. Figuring he's a different color, out. and so yeah. he, you know, like the the fact that Michael Jackson has been many different uh, colors, sort of like uh-huh. op- opened up that question about like does yeah does he like being white better than brown? And you That's know, fascinating. So um, yes, it was fascinating, and so like that started. That's that's how the book starts, and then she kind of delves back into her, um, you know, growing up childhood and and tells stories. And so she, out of her family, she's the darkest. Mm-hmm. Um, and that when she when mm-hmm. she's here, um, it's I mean she's brown here in America, but it's like less of a thing. Yes. But when she goes back to India, yeah, they're always trying color. to get her to uh-huh. put skin lightener on. Yeah. They call her a darkie. Mm-hmm. Um, she can't get. You know, they tell her it's a pity that you're not pretty. Right. I mean, like her own families, um, yeah. they're like, you know, they tell her, um, like she gets not matched with, like, uh-huh. yeah, like people are like, thing. oh, we'll set you up, and then they they find out that she's dark skinned, and they're uh-huh. like, no, thank you. Uh-huh. Damn. So it's, um, you know, that internalized mm-hmm. colorism, um, and so, so you know, they go through that. She's living in. Um, She's living in New York City when 9-11 happens. Mm. She talks mm. about her experience through that. And then, you know, sh- she marries, you know, her husband and, you know, she talks a lot about her dating life and like, it's just, it's just incredible. I can't even. That's awesome. She talks. Yeah, she's, but that's incredible. But the part that I think was so really that I'm just like, oh, everybody needs to read this. The whole thing is great. But there's so, there's such a, a good piece in here about, um, her husband's family is conservative. They were libertarian, libertarian, mm-hmm. and then um, went for Trump, which, yeah. and th- yeah. their son is just, their son's just trying to cope with it. Uh-huh. Like, how do I yeah. still have a relationship with my parents? Right. How yeah. do I, I don't understand them anymore. Yeah. Like, I don't understand anything about, and they won't talk about it. Oh. Like, he tried. Like he sent them pictures and they were like of, 
you know, video after the rally uh-huh. where people were getting beaten and yeah, stuff. Yeah, and yeah. he's like, they're like, oh, that's not real. And he's like, it's, abs- it's, it's, it's absolutely it's actually, real. Yeah, like it's, it, that's a video. It just happened. And <laughs> right. like, um, they just won't, they mm-hmm. just refuse to talk about it. And, you know, they've, she, they, she sort of tried to say like, this hurts me. Yeah. This hurts my son. Yeah. And they just like, no, it's, yeah, no, totally. it's not, you're not, you know, they just keep denying yeah. that. And uh, so it's her and, you know, her trying to like preserve her husband's relationship with her in-laws, mm-hmm. her trying to figure out where, what she's she, able yeah, what she, to, yeah, exactly. to do, yeah. um, trying to preserve her son's relationship with oh, them God. because her son, know, like her son knows what's going on in the world and that Trump doesn't like mm-hmm. brown people. And how do you, yeah. And, what do you, you do know. If your grandparents don't and then, yeah. Right. And so, that? and he's, yeah, it was, it's just incredible. It's just such a good book and so thoughtful and so nuanced mm-hmm. and. Cool. Um, I want to read that. Yeah. I thought that you might. And I'm telling every is single person. Is that a library copy or is that your It copy? is the library copy. Okay, cool. um, and, but I'm, t- I'm telling everybody to, to just get it. I'll borrow it before you return um, it. Yes. Okay. Second, that was a long, that was a long talk about my two books. So second, I'm actually only a little ways into this. I've been meaning to read this mm-hmm. a long time. I think I talked yeah, about it in the, January. Yeah. Um, so I'm finally getting to it. I think I can, we'll get it done this weekend. It's cottage.com. Mm-hmm. So um, it by Nathan Englander. And so for people who don't know, Kaddish is mm-hmm. the prayer that you say, the mourner's prayer, the prayer that you say for the dead. Um, in Judaism, and when a parent dies, you have to say it for eleven months, every day, or like um, yes, okay. and multiple times a day. K a d d i s h. Yeah, Kaddish. Cool. And so Larry, the the protagonist, he grew up in an Orthodox Jewish family, and <clears throat> he is now apostate. He is mm. not no longer um, religious at all. Mm-hmm. But his sister is mm. Orthodox, and their dad has died. It uh-huh. opens with them mm. sitting Shiva at her house. And um, he, you know, they corner him, the rabbi, and someone oh else. And they're just like, you have to say Kaddish for our father. Like, mm. it is incumbent upon mm-hmm, you. Mm-hmm. Women don't say it. Oh, it has so to, it's like the son. It I guess. has to be the oh, son. Um. And so he's just like, do I do this? You know, mm-hmm. I, he's like, I'm not going to do this mm-hmm. like this, but he's, he's going to pretend like he's going to do it. At least that's where I'm at so far oh, in the novel. Okay. But however, the point that the novel is about um, cottage.com, which is a website where you can go to, to um, purchase a proxy service where someone will say cottage for for your loved one. Actually, actually, I found out oh my. that it is now oh for real. Like it's what like, huh? so he thought he thought it up, but apparently another person thought it up like 20, it was like 22 years ago, his dad died and uh-huh. he said, I said Kaddish, but I thought like, wouldn't it be interesting for someone who couldn't do it, whatever. And he yeah. bought that he bought the domain oh, name, wow. sayKaddish.com uh-huh. or something like that. And he just sat, he's just sat on it for uh-huh. 22 years. But there are a couple of services that, um, wow, that you can purchase. You know, this the saying of Kaddish, like a proxy, wow. can do it. Um, it's not obviously like not a preferred thing. Mm-hmm. So I there, I'm not sure under which entire circumstances you might do that. Like maybe if there's no living children, yeah. no living sons. No, you know. Or if that person took a vow of silence and they kill her, can't say anything. I don't know. 
I don't know. Or wow. in this circumstance where yeah, the children like, aren't religious, uh-huh. and but the parent Dang, was. That's wild. How, yeah. how long of a prayer is it? It's not long. Oh, okay. It's just, but you have to say it um, three times a day. Okay. Or is it five times a day? This is me so, not doing prayer right. five times. I don't go to all services yeah. every day. So, um, yes, but Ooh, it has to be said. Um, actually, maybe it's 10 times a day. It's a lot. It's a lot of times. It's, a lot. Yeah. it's not a long prayer, mm-hmm. um, but it's a lot. And it, it needs to be said with feeling and meaning every time. And the point is to, is that during the, so this is the interesting part. So during the 12 months after the, the parent's death, mm-hmm. that's when they're sort of being weighed Oh, shoot. you know the the final judgment against them is being made, and so that's Oof. why you pray. You're kind of like sending them off, right? Ooh, so why? that's why you pray every day. The cottage. So you're like um, screwing your family if you don't. Right. Do, it's like the ultimate like disappointment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it really <laughs> is. So like, and that's the interesting thing is like, um, you know, so like one half of it, I guess, like one thought process about it is like you can literally believe like that's what. Mm-hmm. You must do in order to elevate mm, your mm-hmm. parents' soul yeah. and make sure, you know, that the judgment weighs favorably for them. Right. And you're supposed to do it for a year, but that's assuming that's this is the interesting like thing about it. That's assuming that your parent probably has some sin that needs to be wiped away. So the <clears throat> tradition oh. has become to do it for eleven months because that's assuming that your parent um is a good person. Oh, wow. But your parent can ask you to please do it for 12 yeah, months. Yeah, I have messed up. If they're like, you, oh, yeah. my, you should do it for 14. <laughs> so, you could, so you can do that. Wow. Um, yeah, but then, but the other piece of it, like the other piece of it is like just psychologically, yeah. like what an incredible what morning. And, mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I think like the rabbis actually were really smart about that. Like you do... Um, you know, you're surrounded for seven days with people mm-hmm. and you can't do anything except for mm. just be in yeah. your sadness. Yeah. And then after seven days, it's that like you re-enter. I mm-hmm. mean, but then then there's like then for thir- like for 30 days, there's like a lightened sort of kind mm-hmm. of morning where you don't do certain things. And then after that, you know, yeah. you've got the rest of the year where you're required to say Kaddish. And then times. after that, you can kind of let go right yeah or you yeah i think like i mean you still are always sad but i think you you've had a process that Mm -hmm. you've worked through and it can help you yeah psychologically i think get to the place where you know you've made peace you've gone through all your emotions you've concentrated on it so many times Uh a day and is that's just for to say for your parents you say you say it for 11 months for your parents Uh for uh, everyone else in your family 30 days what if it's a spouse 30 days no way But, but if you can say you say it for 30 days if you don't have any children if you don't have any sons uh to say it for your parent uh uh-huh or to say it for your spouse, then you can say okay. it for them for 11 months say, if you me. don't have any children. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's the other, whole other thing is like this is mm-hmm. – those are particular orthodox rules. Mm-hmm. Like, But other, anybody could do it. Yeah. Right. Um, respect. Yeah. Huh. Like you can adopt that if you're a conservative or reformed mm-hmm. Jew. You can adopt these morning rituals to work for you. But so now I'm – Yeah. <clears throat> I'm just to the point where he's being – cornered and yeah. he's got to make a decision about like how that's going to go down. And so, I mean, obviously 
he's going to engage some services mm-hmm. to, to get this Online done. Online services. But I'm very interested to see how that, that sounds, plays out. I really want to read that. that I think good. it's really good. I mean, I won't understand a lot of it. <clears throat> well, well, and you might learn just, a lot. Yes. So Randy um, read it. Randy here that works here at the library. She subs here at the library now. Um, read it and she's like, you have to read it so we can talk about oh. it. Um, oh, yeah. I think yes. I was there when she was saying that. Yeah. Nice. And so I was like, okay, I'm Bill. I'm, so I'm going to get it done so we can talk about it. Cool. Um, but yeah, that those are my two. Those, those are, are nice. my two. Nice. Well, okay. that's our two book minimum feature. It was kind of a two book maximum this time. It was time. like a, yeah, it was a, it was a good maximum sentence. Chatted a long time. Uh, that was Brown Girl Brownstones, the Enneagram Made Easy. Mm-hmm. Cottage.com by Nathan Englander and Good Talk by Mary Jacob. Nice. And now we've got uh, our She Said, She Said. You ready? Um, uh, born ready. <laughs> born ready. <laughs> Always ready for everything. Okay. Not at all um, not ready. Not at all not ready. First of all, I want to thank you. For making you read this? For making me read this book. Does this count as the thing I made you read? Yeah, I don't think it was as much of a struggle as... No, it wasn't. uh, The book we're talking about is Goodbye Vitamin by Rachel Kong. Mm -hmm. Um, Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I... It's, it's so good. Good. Uh, when, mm-hmm. Can you see, when was it written? I uh, It was written. Uh, I read it shortly after it came out, which well, was in the year looks like of about. July 2017. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So a couple, like a, two years ago. Um, wow. Yes. I read it. I think a few, I feel like I read it in the winter. Um, and I remember it being a nice winter read. So I think mm-hmm. I read it like that winter. Um, but it's, uh, so... She, Rachel Kong, she, I think this is her first novel, but she'd written some nonfiction and mm-hmm. she's like a foodie. Right. She's done like foodie articles and, and blogs. Yeah, she and writes, stuff like that. she's in a lot. She's in Tin House, Joyland, yeah. American Short Fiction, San Francisco Chronicle, The Believer. Yeah. Et cetera. Um, and so the premise of the novel is that, so Ruth is a, um, she's like 30? 30. Okay. Mm-hmm. And she comes, home um she's in this devastating break of saying for her breakup um an engagement falls apart and then sometime after that her she goes home for oh that's why it's a winter read because it she comes home for like she comes home for christmas, like, christmas and new year and new Year's. yeah mm-hmm. yeah um and her dad is suffering from dementia mm-hmm. um although right like, that can't actually be or alzheimer's can't be diagnosed until after That's what it says, but they can. I think you can pretty much assume. I think they like cross other things out, and you know, Alzheimer's is like. I had no idea that it was like a thing where you cross out other things, and then what whatever's left, then you can decide. But you don't technically know until after they're dead. It sounds like it. That's wild. I didn't know that. I mean, yeah. Well, so her dad is is suffering from major memory loss, and um, her mom is kind of like at her wit's end, and is like, "I'm done. I need you to come help Mm -hmm. me." Um, so Ruth, like, uproots her life in San Francisco, mm-hmm. I think, and comes and stays for what will end up being a year. Um, and so the whole book is about, like, her relationship with her dad and with her mom, um, and also with her brother, but then also, like, her, it's kind of a meditation on memory and what mm-hmm. that means and what it means to, like, hold memories for somebody else, 
um, and how those can be um, true, true, quote unquote, true or false, mm-hmm. you know. Um, right. And, and it's so it's some and it's like this family piece mm-hmm. of memory, but then also the memories of, of like she goes through a lot of the memories of her relationship yeah. that has just, you know, quote unquote, failed. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and um, what that means as well, like yeah. what it means to have those memories and the time you've spent in that relationship. And so it was good. There's a um, there was this neat article or interview I read with her. And uh, she said that when she was starting the process of writing the novel, um, she says, I had a lot of questions. What if or if what one person remembered? OK, so I guess it's like, what if? What one person remembered were the sunniest events of a relationship and the other party remembered mostly the bad ones. Wouldn't that always be a recipe for heartbreak? Could heartbreak be avoided if both both parties' memories were more perfect? If we could remember everything that's ever happened or would that make all relationships impossible because we remember every terrible thing we did to one another? It's so like uh, it's a very like – it's a like a deep mm-hmm. sort of scientific – like I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. Like it's just this – I felt like her thoughts on memory are just fascinating. Right. Because yeah. it's like, what's what about this scenario? What about mm-hmm. this scenario? Well, I I guess that's maybe a time to mention just I love the um I love how the novel is written. It it's a kind of diary mm-hmm. form where mm-hmm. she sort of plugs in each day and at first it's much more like conversational uh-huh. and you it's more like you're reading a novel um i guess it kind of goes back and forth between that but then there it's are kind of also a lot of like snippets where you know today i um you know what was it like today this happened today this happened mm-hmm. today this happened um today you you know this um, today I cooked salmon and you said it was esculent. Today mm. you're wearing your old glasses with the old prescription. Um, but you know those kinds of like little things. But that it, it's it, the novel is interspersed with. So a piece of the novel is the dad has been keeping the dad kept a diary when she was a when, baby, she, when she was, was a little, little. And so um, like so Do you the, have some of the like oh it's okay one of you had a bookmark. It's near more near the beginning. It's like. You asked me, um, it's like you asked me what a dick was. Oh, and then, I did, but I actually wasn't gonna read that. Oh, book. too bad you are now. Um, yeah, um, what a dick meant. While I was deciding what what direction I should take, you said, "Mom said you were one." <laughs> Today, you put on your mother's earrings inside your ears, and we had to shake them out. Today, you asked me, what are nerds? And when I said, they're people who are smart and really interested in studying a subject, you said that your mother had told you there were no nerds in your elbows. And that's why it didn't hurt when you pinched their nerves, I thought, but I didn't correct you. <laughs> yeah. No. I th- was just trying to like, so it's, so, it's like, like it's a very yeah, feels novel. But yeah. then also there's just funny stuff. Right. Like, and I love that. I mean, so I think that that's, you know, that, I mean, he's, he has this book where he's kept all of those memories for her mm-hmm. when she was unable mm-hmm. to keep memories for herself. And now, you know, he, now she's oh keeping his oh memories. Boy. Oh boy. I know. Oh my God. I the know. very, like when it sort of made that switch, I just... 
Lost it. Yeah, I know. That's... <sighs> but it's also very funny. And I think that she pulls off the really deeper, sad parts because it is funny. Like, you know, like um, like Miriam Taves um, mm-hmm. in All My Puny Sorrows. Like, it'll be like, here's a gut punch and then ha, funny line. You know, yeah. because it really, like, pulls you in and out of the emotions. Yeah. She talks about, like, here's one where she says, it's, it's all so messed up. I think... I think what it is that when I was young, my mother was her best version of herself. And here I am now, a shitty grown up and messing it all up mm. and a disappointment. What imperfect carriage, mm. carriers of love we are. Yes. And what imperfect givers. That the reason we can care for one another can have nothing to do with the person cared for. That it has only to do with who we were around that person, what we felt about that person. I had that same quote. Did you? Down. Yeah. Oh, I know. Um well, I, we really enjoyed discussing this. It's in a book club bag, and we really enjoyed discussing this book. Um, and I would very much recommend it because you can bring in your own personal experience with anyone who you've known or loved that had dementia, but mm-hmm. or also just, like, thinking about memory, like, in relationships right. and things like that in general. Um, so, uh, a book club member uh, who wasn't able to attend, um, she sent me her favorite quote before we (laughs) had the discussion, so I wrote it down here. Um, Last year, they figured out how to implant memories in a piece of brain in a test tube, which whatever is my feeling. Why don't they figure out how to keep mice from forgetting things? We don't need more memories. It's hard enough trying to get a handle on the ones we've got. (laughs) (laughs) I liked that, too. Yeah. I liked that, too. And her, her style of writing, you could just hear it. Yeah. It's... I loved that. I mean, because a lot of the book is, especially when she's doing, you know, that sort of style, like today mm. I saw a thing or mm-hmm. I, whatever. It's very, it almost was, I almost, and maybe because I've been like thinking, trying to think like a writer too mm-hmm. at the same time, it was almost like I could just see her getting up in the morning and be like, well, today I'm going to t- just take notes. So she just like took notes all day mm-hmm. about what she saw around her or what she heard, like, people talking about yeah. or whatever, and then, like, worked them in, yes. you know, worked them in because I thought, like, It's a oh, very, that's... like, observant. Very observant. And, like, I don't want to say mundane in a bad What's it, like, every day? You know, like, um, yeah, it's just very natural. A slice of life. It is a slice of life. It's a slice life. of life, and it's good. And, and like, the funny things where, where she says, like, things... That take up room in my brain that I wish didn't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like pie, um, the names of the world's major and minor straits, the entire screenplay of Mrs. Doubtfire, <laughs> how to turn an unwritable VHS tape into a writable one. Mm-hmm. Um, you put tape over the thing, tape over the says, little yeah. square, yep, <laughs> on the right, yep. Uh, we didn't start the fire. Mm. Ditto Gangsta's Paradise. Uh-huh. Uh, the catalog of movies Joel has seen, at least until up up until last year. So, like, that's up. where you say, yeah. like, it's, like, done yeah, funny, funny, like, funny, ha, ha, ha. and oh. then a little, like, that's Dang. her ex. Yeah. Um, yeah. Parakeet diseases. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just, it's very good. And the other thing that I think that we just hadn't mentioned yet is, like, uh, another piece of this is that it actually it turns out the dad has been... Not very perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was that's yeah. like an interesting thing too. Is her? She's five years older than her younger brother, mm-hmm. um, and she had a very positive mm-hmm. and wonderful experience with her dad. 
Mm-hmm. And she then she left home and her dad soon after started drinking, mm-hmm. um, apparently had an affair. Yeah. Um, and like things were not good. Like her dad, like, I mean, drinking like in an alcoholic way. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was her brother's like right. main experience of him because that was the last, yeah. you know, five years he was there. And so the brother is just like, I don't really want anything to do with him. Mm -hmm. I'm not interested in doing anything for this person. Um, And she's, she's just like, but it's our dad. And because she... Because she had such like, she can't fathom the experience he had until she starts sort of seeing some evidence of it Mm -hmm. um, or just hearing, listening more, I think. Right. And it's the, I mean, that's the other thing is how do you... um, I think that's like an especially heartbreaking thing that happens is couples who have had not great experiences and perhaps, mm-hmm. I mean, this kind of comes up in the book, like perhaps we're not going to stay together. Mm-hmm. And then um, devastating. Stuff. And then yeah. something, I mean, that can be dementia, dementia or Alzheimer's, it can be cancer, it mm-hmm. can be something. And so... Um, what do you do? You Right, you... Decide what your life is going to look like then. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that happened in our family. Like my father-in-law got pretty early onset Alzheimer's, and they had they had planned their retirement. They bought land that they were going to live on, um, all of that stuff. And it was just you know a couple of years before retirement that it became very clear that he had Alzheimer's, mm-hmm. and um, they had to sell the land mm. and, mm-hmm. do, you know, I mean, they just, nothing that they planned and especially for my mother-in-law who like had to live there, nothing yeah. that they planned, uh-huh. nothing that they thought was going to happen ended up happening. Um, and he was, he was not well for 10 years. Yeah. I mean, it really Jeez. lasted. So, I mean, that's, I mean, just, I'm like, this is one year Mm -hmm, and he, you know, like what's going to happen? I know. That's what I was thinking too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because, okay, never mind. I'm not going to say about (laughs) about the end of it. I don't want to spoil it. Oh, I know. Um, Well, but so the, what you were talking about with the brother, I don't know when, I didn't write that on the page of this quote, but she said, um, and it was at that point I realized that I could remember something and he could remember something different. And if we built up a store of separate memories, how would that work? And would it be okay? So, mm-hmm. but yeah, she just has such interesting observations. Yeah. I think about that. On how you never really know right. the other person's brain. Right. And I mean, you've got, I I just know so many families, and you know, that our siblings have very different mm-hmm. understandings. They like and have to pretty memories, much. Memories, right, like, of their family. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. even sometimes that it's funny now to hear my kids say like, remember uh, when this <laughs> happened? And it's funny when they contradict each other, like, yeah. where I'm like, I don't remember that happening. And then they contradict each other and they're like, no, this happened. No, this yeah. happened. So, you know, it's, it's just that like, 
Well, and like, and, what's the truth? Right. What's the true story? Uh, yeah. That's, what actually happened? And then also it's like. Does that mean it matter? Right. And I'm like, why do you, you know, and like, sometimes they're like, remember that time you told me I wasn't allowed to do this thing? You're like, no. And I, yeah, and I was like, <laughs> like no, I don't, I don't remember, remember because like your life as a parent is all day long. Like <laughs> saying just, don't do that. Right. It's just trying work. to sort out yeah. like how to keep this person alive and how to like help them become like a good human. Right. And so. That could be like a formative thing to them when you're like, I don't know. Yes. I just was, I don't know. I was doing laundry. I yeah, no, no seriously. <laughs> like that's, we've had that conversation because I'm like, I'm sorry. I yeah. don't remember saying that. And I don't remember the context around right. why I said yeah. that. Yeah. And I'm sorry that. And that, also like, maybe did I even really say it? I go, well, there's <laughs> also wanna, that. There's right. also that. Like, did that actually even happen? That I mean, I thought more like, well, I'm just old and I'm forgetting things. But then when like two or three yeah. of them, when they'll have a conversation and they're like, nah, then I'm like, okay, maybe oh, I didn't yeah, exactly. do that or say that. Well, and oh, like man. what matters, oh, it, it's just such a, like, it's just such a, like a, a stoner conversation because it's like, well, then what, what matters? I mean, like well, what, right. like you could just start to think like, well, what is truth then? And, you know, right. like what that, does matter? Like, does it matter? If you literally never said that, but they completely believe that you did than you did to them right. and like what you did I'm like what is, is reality yes. perception yeah. is reality yeah. and like whatever they've stored in there for oh, everybody God, i mean terrifying. that's kind of the that's I mean, terrifying yeah that's one of the overarching yeah. themes of this book is like whatever gets well, stored in there builds your reality around the other person that's why i love the writing down things especially because he wrote down when she was a kid just such little i mean yeah you maybe you would remember like yeah the earrings in the ear because maybe it's like oop that was sort of an emergency or whatever yeah, when but you had like, to ex excavate corn out of your yes, nose exactly. i've totally been yes, there oh, like I bet. <laughs> to yeah. do that yeah um yeah no i well yeah i thought that i it made me sad because i i always regret always that i didn't do something like that where i just yeah, you don't think you have the put, they had one at the time mm -hmm. he had one kid yeah, <laughs> right. Where I just put down like little things. Yeah. Um, like I, I mean, I had, and I found notebooks where I've tried it. Like I tried to put down little things. Like one of my kids said, "Today I chewed my sandwich into the shape of a beaver." You know, like, <laughs> and I was just like, "Okay," which Aww. I was, you know, because they just were hilarious all mm -hmm. the time. And I wish I would have written anything down. There are things that like get, and the other thing is like, there are things that get written into family lore mm -hmm. and sort of codified and you, mm -hmm. you like everyone repeats it all of the yeah. time. And so those things exist. Yeah. Um, like, you know. When I was I, a kid, apparently what I would do is I'd walk around um, when I was like three and I was obsessed with apple juice. And anytime I'd be around with my, apparently according to my cousins. Who are older than me? I would just go apple juice and just cry, <laughs> and I was like, I don't remember this at all. Like, but that's no. that is the until I was like fifteen, mm -hmm. they would do that noise at me. I was like, stop it, guys! <laughs> Can you just stop? Just stop it. Well, and that was like one of the interesting things in the book was that um, occasionally she would remember. Mm -hmm. So, like when when she was reading through the things that he'd written, mm -hmm. there would be like. A couple of things where she was like, okay, I do remember that. Like she kind of had a vague memory of that particular thing happening. Oh, like the so time weird. when she was like had a fever or yeah. something like that. And she kind of remembered that. But, but um, you're going to remember it way differently than the parent did. And then yeah, like, totally. How do you read? Like, and like, 
if there's, I think maybe she mentions this, like if there's pictures of something, are you remembering it or have you, did you just see a picture of it when you were younger and like somehow right. remember the story? Yeah, oh. that's totally, oh, yeah. So and that's totally true is you like, especially things that you've gotten pictures of and then, and then you've told stories mm-hmm. over those pictures mm-hmm. You know, those, like maybe you don't actually remember right. it. Those then, memories are so bright in your brain. Mm-hmm. And then there are like also the memories that n- you never talk about, mm-hmm. like that are just like you never say them because they really were painful mm-hmm. or really hard. And then that also makes you be like, did that mm-hmm. did that thing actually happen? Right. Did I do the thing I thought I did? Man. Mm-hmm. This is messing with my brain. I know. I love this book. Maybe Here, I'll read it again. I know. Here's this quote. A long time ago, I stopped wondering why there were so many crazy people. What surprises me now is that there are so many sane ones. Yeah. After yeah. this conversation. Yes. Yeah. My brain's spinning. Feel like, whew. Well, I also really like, um, so there's a part where she's with her, or she, I don't know, she's talking to her dad's doctor and um, he, she's like, what do I do? And he's like, you basically have to be present with him Mm, mm -hmm. and um she's like okay you mean like in the moment you know like i have to be you know kind of like appreciate Mm. this moment and he's like no you just i mean around you have to be around because like for safety reasons right and so just but also that yeah exactly Mm -hmm. and like i just thought i really like the way she wrote that like being like as a parent i'm assuming like you have to be present because your kid could light themselves on fire like you literally have to be around but then <laughs> right. also you want to, you try to be able to, to remember present. things yeah 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 i think that's the hard thing is you you try to stay pre- I mean, but you're present yeah, yeah. and you're like putting out fires metaphorically probably right. and then how do you you're, stay right. in the moment <laughs> you just you don't you're just like oh, i can't wait until they grow out of this phase mm-hmm. you know and then you're like no 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 don't yeah. wish it away right. and then you so then you just have this whole fight with your own brain about that yeah <laughs> and like in here this is towards the end but it's just exactly what we've been talking about cuz i i tagged this one where she says here i am in lieu of you collecting the memories. Oh, my goodness. Collecting, I guess that's the operative word, or collecting the moments, mm-hmm. sorry. Collecting, I guess that's the operative word, unless it's moments. Mm. You know, where I'm like, I, oh, I know. So it it was just, uh, it was very good. It's a fast read. There's also, I mean, and there's like, we, I mean, we're not going to get into all this, obviously, because I want people to enjoy other things. But there's like other things in the book, like other people that are important mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. and kind of a major um piece well, of the story yeah yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. there's it's just i was trying to find though where it was oh and another thing was like when um uh so she's a food writer uh in real life like rachel is and um there's a lot of like food stuff in here yeah and there is there's a quote where someone was like well so was it on purpose that you wrote so much you know food stuff like she cooks all these she does all this research about what foods are best for memory or whatever Mm -hmm. and then like and there's all these fancy words and stuff yeah. yeah And the author, Rachel, apparently in the – we're just on first name basis now. Uh, <laughs> it, the response to that was she was like, well, I didn't want to write a foodie novel. And so I was trying to think what's a normal amount to bring up food <laughs> for like just a normal person who's not a foodie. And so I like – it's funny because once – when I read that and then I reread the book, I was like, dang, now, it's everywhere. Right. As Food is soon everywhere. as you said that, because like, the I quotes opened I was it up looking to this at, yeah, and where she says, like, you, you put today, you put the cabbage in the Ronco, like, 
rotisserie. Yes. Today, yeah. you, today you slam dunked a whole tomato into the salad. Like, yeah, no, there's a whole bunch of food. There is. And then, and like, she's try, like, she cooks like uh, octopus or squid or something like jellyfish. that. Jellyfish. Jellyfish. Yeah. yeah. And it's like this jellyfish, this jellyfish, mm-hmm. this jellyfish. And then right. it tasted disgusting, but everyone ate it anyway. Yeah. So, well, that was an interesting thing too, is, I mean, I think that that was a because, you know, when you come back as an adult and you realize, like, so so I guess her mom was, her mom cooked all the time. Mm-hmm, her mom yeah. did, like, cooked every meal, made sure they had, even up through high school, packed their, ba- packed their lunches, just was very invested in and interested in cooking for her family. Mm-hmm. And it was really important. Um, and... And we didn't, I guess we didn't mention like they're, the family's biracial, the dad's white, mm-hmm. the mom's Chinese. Um, and, and so then she's like, I'm done. Yeah, she's very invested. And then when she comes back, it's like, you know, a rind oh. of cheese and yeah, a exactly. yeah. beer in the fridge or something. I don't know. Like there's nothing in the fridge. She's not cooking anything. They're eating out all of the time. Yeah. Um, and part of it was, you know, the mom was like, I'm convinced aluminum caused this and uh, I don't want to do anything with aluminum. Part of it was she was just like, I'm just, just done, yeah, I'm done. Mm-hmm. which I totally get would totally that. Do. Yeah, especially um, when all this stuff is happening. You're just like, I'm just, yeah, and you I've just feel like, okay, I've, I nourished everybody uh-huh. for so long. Can I please? Can not? I just not yeah. anymore? Like, I just want to, <laughs> I just, we have, we have nights where I'm just like. For dinner, we're just having like some, you know, cured meats and mm-hmm. olives yeah. and some so charcuterie plates. Yes, I'm having dinner. a charcuterie yeah. plate and some and wine. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope That's you guys great. can find something in the fridge. Yeah. Good luck. Right. <laughs> and, you know, usually they can, but. Eventually they'll find I don't even, sense. and I'm not even the cook. Right. I'm not even the cook in my family. I, I just am like, mm-hmm. well, I don't, I don't, I'm often, I'm not the cook, but I'm often the come up with the idea for mm-hmm. what to make. Like, mm-hmm. well, that's how we balance ourselves. And I'm just like, I'm out of ideas. Yeah. And he's like, well, I'm, then I'm uh, out of ideas. Right. I don't know. I, yeah, it's a beautiful, a beautiful, beautiful book. Mm-hmm. Um. I it's, can't, there's this, I can't read this one because it will make me cry, but. Which one is it? It's the Let one. me just look. It's the really long one, but like oh, it God. ends with that one. Yes. I can't. Yeah. It's, um, I can't I'll just say one. like, it's, it's a huge. It's a big passage so, of him remembering things. And it's another thing like, uh, I think her writing is really skilled um, because like you said, sometimes it'll just be like one line, you know, and it's mm-hmm. a really good one line. And then, like, for this particular passage, it's more than halfway through the book. Mm-hmm. But he just goes into, instead of, like, you stuck something up your nose, it's like he goes into this whole thing. Um, it's this long just memory, like, stream of memories about what she did as a kid. Right. Um, and, yeah, I it's, it is. You can't read it. I know. It's beautiful. Right. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Okay. Well. Without reading anything else, it's going to make us cry. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> mm. I'm glad that you read it, and it's a really it's a fast read. I'm glad it's that only I read it too. yeah. Um, no, I literally read it last night. Yeah, I think it took not maybe because you put me, it off to last minute. Nope, mm, no, because no. I did that. It no. took me maybe three hours. It's and, fewer than 200 pages, but it's like oh, I I really I hope she writes something else mm-hmm. soon. Although 
I love this so much that it's going to be hard to top that. Yeah. But I just, I really like the way her brain works and I like her style of writing. I really did too. Mm-hmm. I really did. I just thought it was so like smart and when different th- and like you, it's funny this because. This is a language doorway. I think so. It's and, not, you're not, I mean, well, and also character for sure. Mm-hmm. But, but I would say also setting because that's the that is the weird thing to me is well, I don't know. I'm not sure how to describe that. Like it's because it's just it's like dis, you know, description, description, mm-hmm. description, mm-hmm. description, but not written in a like she Blowing looked out hills. over yeah, exactly. the moors yeah. and this happened. It's mm-hmm. just like you just know exactly what's happening because she's literally like looking this way mm-hmm. there's a people are jogging by with right. a wiener dog and yeah. a kid does this yeah and then like do 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 it's so, like yeah her observations are pretty much famous. yeah so it is like it's i don't know like to me it felt like i was in the setting mm-hmm. with them because she it was just like it's i was just, literally yeah. just looking it's out of her eyes it's just right yeah. but it's not yeah flowery like that but mm-hmm. But it was, it's a very particular kind of language. So, mm-hmm. oh, well, I might have to read that again for the third time. You might have to. It's really, maybe that's my favorite book. It's real good. It is. I think it, maybe it's not, it's not my favorite book ever because I don't think I could pick that. But I think it's my favorite book that I've read over the last few years. I'm going to confess that on the air right now. Okay. I'm just going to, I might say, I might one say of them. this is going to stick with me a long time. Since yeah. I just read it last night, I don't want to. I don't want to make a pronouncement right. about Absolutely. where it falls. Absolutely, yeah. But I feel like, like you said, like how you said earlier, like I don't remember a lot of details. I just feel like I am like poop, poop, mm-hmm. like yep. little, just little like little, details little and memories. lines or whatever. You're mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Um, Ugh, she's brilliant. We should tweet her and say, "Good job, good job, good job." Please do this again. Yes. And don't skimp on the food details. I know, except I have to eat before <laughs> reading. <laughs> well, so um, we've covered a, quite a lot of things. We have covered. Do we have, um, I don't know. We have two things. things. We can't always be reading. Oh, yeah. And then also, what's going on in the library? Right. Uh, can't always be reading. Can't always be reading. Um, I've been watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh. Which is so good. <laughs> have you watched it? I have seen a bunch of episodes in random order because my kids yeah. went through uh like binge phase mm. phase with it. And I'm only on season three, and apparently according to like Rotten Tomatoes, it just gets better. But Captain Raymond Holt is the best human being. I love him. His oh farts. I just I love him. I know. So I know. I love um, him. <laughs> So he's, I've just been watching a lot of that. To, uh, the clip, like late, was recently my kids were like, showed, showed it was a clip between him and Terry Crews where he, Terry comes in and he's like, you need to do this thing. And he's like, no, you need to do this thing. And he was like, but I have this thing. Or like, I can't, I might die. I have kids or whatever. Like, I, need, I don't remember what it was, but he was like, yeah, I, you know, blah, 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 but I'm gay. And Terry Crews okay. is like. 
are you playing the gay card? And like deadpan, he's like, yes, queen. Uh, <laughs> that's so funny. It's I just, love Terry Crews in it, too. I know. Who's like also, well, I think Terry Crews in real life is like the best person. He's, I know. He's, he's just such a wonderful advocate. He's like a sweet bunny. He's just like a buff bunny. A sweet buff bunny. Not like a big buff yeah. bunny. But I love that he plays just like... Such a tender, he's, yes, he's such a good soul. dad. I mean, he pro- like, like you know, maybe that's just who he is all I the know, time. I feel like maybe it is. He's so his t- name like, is Terry yeah. on the show too. Yeah, yeah. He's just I, super, just super oh. tender, and he loves yogurt. He lo- Terry loves yogurt. <laughs> Terry loves yogurt. <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah, and, and it's just so good. And I like even, and it's just the writing is like it's. You're just like ah, this is like so goofy, but it's uh, really kind of smart. It is too. It's yeah. like just smart, yeah, goof ass. I love, kinda. I love Charles Boyle too. Like yeah. just he's such a good friend to Jake. Ah, I don't know. It's such a good show. <laughs> Meredith and Kimberly quoted it to me for like two full years. This Before is a story you. of my life always. Before I started watching it. Because mm-hmm. finally we had season one in from the library and I was like, fine, I'll watch it. Fine. And then like now I'm obsessed. So Yeah, that's kind of how my life goes. I mean, we pretty much converse in gifts, mm-hmm. memes, mm-hmm. and John Mulaney quotes. Mm, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was thinking about that yesterday. Oh, what like, else do you need? So you don't even need memories, just right. Just I am very just small. <laughs> I am very small, and I have no money. So you can imagine the amount of pressure I'm under. Or Is maybe it's stress. Yes. Oh, okay. I'll have to send it to you. Nice. It's yeah. very good. What have you been doing? Um, what have I been? You know, I say I can't always be reading, but I've been reading so mm-hmm. you much really have. lately. Yeah. It has been. I've been tearing through. Well, because I just because of I was reading so much for that romance thing, mm-hmm. but um, I am trying to be writing. Mm-hmm. So when um, reading oh, helps I'll write me, your character reading helps me be writing. So mm-hmm. I am trying to be writing, and um, I did go through my closet. Oh yeah, the other day. Yeah, I benefit from that. Yes, um, my son's girlfriend also took a good nice. number of things, and so I don't have a few things to go give away or take to consignment Mm -hmm. so but it's time like uh, it's time maybe for some fall cleaning i feel Mm. i always feel very motivated in the fall i'm about i'm about to reach my like may is sort of my nadir (laughs) and like (laughs) september is sort of my and october is sort of my apex month so i'm like nerdy (laughs) i'm sorry maybe it's in my enneagram if we look it up but i definitely like um no, I saw that the low to get, like, this coming ooh. Monday is going to be 61. And I was like, <gasps> I know. that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Brandon st- was like, it's like freezing. <laughs> no. I think not. months ago I talked about needing to do stuff in my backyard and I never did. So that's probably on the fall agenda mm-hmm. is getting some, like, maybe oh getting my, my plants divided. Yeah. Who do I know that can help me with that? Ruby. Can Ruby help me? With mm-hmm. that? Okay. Yeah. I need to get my plants divided. I need to move some things to other places. Mm-hmm. This recent rain has wa- oh, like completely God. washed out our front yard. And I say recent rain, but it's not been, it's like, oh, it's been it, like has, a whole it was so hard that long. it like, so we have this gravel path that goes around from our front t- down the side. It washed 
all the gravel down oh my gosh. and down through the thing. And so now there is a huge path oh, of no. gravel At the back. In, in our backyard. There's a giant path of gravel. Like, sure was like, you might want this back here instead. Yeah. I was like, this, I'm, I'm sure go, this like the now. grass underneath it is just dead. Mm-hmm. But so we have to go out there and like shovel up all this gravel oh. and take it, it back. Wheelbarrows? Put it on the back. Wheelbarrows? Yes. I do have wheelbarrows. Wheelbarrows or barrels? Wheelbarrows. Wheelbarrows. Barrow. I know, but I can't. Ooh. Ooh. I have something I can make fun of you wheelbarrow. about. <laughs> wheelbarrows. Wheelbarrows. Virginia Woolf. Okay. <laughs> we got to wrap this up. We do. It, do, we, do we have library news? No. <laughs> no. I don't. I can't think of. No. Summer reading's over. Uh, the Reader, the new our new magazine, is now oh, out. So yeah. you can get that. You might have gotten it at home. You can definitely get it at the library. It's like this big glossy. We'll put a link to the issue. Yeah. Do we have it on issue? Issue. issue. How do you pronounce that? I don't issue, but cool, cool. Will Barrel. Virginia Wolf. Okay. <laughs> Happy barreling. Happy reading. <laughs> Happy weeding. <laughs> Happy weeding. <laughs> That's it for this edition of the Book Squad podcast. For more details on any of the books or events mentioned in this episode, visit our website, lplks.org. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe. Please rate or comment. It helps others find the podcast. Our Book Squad librarians are Polly Ken and Kate Gramlich. Our theme music is by Heidi Lynn Gluck. I'm Jim Barnes, and this has been a production of the Lawrence Public Library.